0: Welcome back to How to Chess, the weekly chess show for improvers. We are joined this week by a friend of mine. He is, by day, the head of product at MeQ. So, successful career outside of chess. He's also a dad. He's known um, amongst uh, improvers as the flashcard fiend. He's always taking apart books and turning them into flashcards in order to assimilate patterns. I like to call him the Habit Grandmaster because he makes the most of his time reading chess books, reading nonfiction books, and so on and so forth. But most notably for the purposes of this show, he played his first tournament at the age of 40, and we know we have a lot of new chess fans. Some of you have even gotten to be pretty strong working solely on your computers and your phones, and hopefully a lot of you are thinking about trying out your first tournament, Um, and Neil can give unique insights into what it's like to play your first tournament as an adult. So before we get started, welcome to the show, Neil.
1: Oh, thanks, Ben. It's great to be with you again.
0: And Neil, you ready to dive into this rapid-fire 10 minutes of questions? We're ready to go. All right, let's do it. So, question number one, Neil. What surprised you most at your first tournament?
1: I was surprised how nervous I was. I mean, at 40 years old, as an executive, uh, I thought I would be fine, but I really saw my nerves getting the better of me at times. There are so many things that happen in your first tournament. First, I had no idea how many kids there were going to be running around and playing kids and just seeing them chatting on the sides is a distraction. I also... Realized that playing online is fundamentally different than playing over the board and the whole new set of habits around physically moving the piece then hitting the clock then writing your moves in notation and then doing the same for your opponent and then doing it over and over again it really takes time to learn those skills and it's normal to be nervous at first
0: Yeah, we don't want to scare anyone away, but those are important things to know. Just kids all over the place. And yeah, there's certainly a feeling of like heightened reality when you play a tournament that is what makes it exhilarating and why we think, at least I think, everyone should try it. But sage advice on what to be prepared for. So aside from the chess stuff, which we talk about at length, um, what are things to do to get ready for this first tournament, Neil?
1: First, get a good night's sleep and related to that is trust the training you've done. Don't try to cram like it's an SAT test or some kind of test (laughs) you're cramming the night before. Get a good night's sleep, be relaxed, uh, especially the first few seconds before you start your first game, and just trust that you're gonna play well. If you have a chance, I would say hi to the tournament director and let the person know that this is your first tournament. That will help if any questions come up during the game. And I think you just want to be prepared for the experience regardless of the outcome.
0: Excellent advice for sure. Um, and what about like the nuts and bolts of actually being at the tournament, Neil? I mean, you've got to figure out who you're playing. There's this swarm of people. How, how should people handle all that?
1: Yeah, I tried in my first tournament to get to know a few other people and just say I'm brand new. This is my first one. And people generally will empathize with that and help you out and explain Somebody's going to put a piece of paper on the wall. Everyone's going to swarm to it. You have to figure out what number your seat is. And uh, sometimes there are pieces and, and boards and clocks available. Sometimes there aren't. So you want to bring a set just to be safe. But I think that if you can make a couple friends before it get, it starts, and I would also say get there early. Get there like a half hour early. The worst thing to do is to rush in after the thing starts and be frazzled before your first game.
0: Yeah, as a busy dad, I've made that mistake many times. I tell myself this time I'm not going to be late, and then you know your 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 daughter can't get her boots on, and all of a sudden you're all of a sudden you're late for the tournament. So yeah, ex- excellent advice there. And what about setting goals? I mean, how 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 would you approach something like that? We know you're the goal master. You're well aware of smart goals and stuff like that. But what about for something as specific as our first tournament, Neil?
1: I think the first goal should be to expect this is the first of many tournaments and therefore your f- your first ad- objective I think should be to get comfortable with playing over the board get comfortable with the physical the physicality of the pieces and the board and the clock and writing the notation and accepting draws and making draw offers and ex- accepting resignations and making resignation offer and you know, letting people know that you're resigning. I mean, all of that is a whole set of skills that don't exist o- online. And so I've seen people who are nervous for a year into their first set of tournaments. And you want to, you want to get that out of your system in the first tournament, if you can. So goal number one is to get to a place of peace around the experience. And then two know that you're going to learn whether you win or lose and don't worry so much about the outcomes of the games. You're going to lose games. You're going to win games. Everyone does. Let that go. And I think that the more you can just practice with the physicality of playing over the board, the more comfortable you're going to get. And if a a problem comes up in the middle of the game, it's not the end of the world. You can go get a tournament director they can sort the issue out.
0: Okay, so yeah, here in here in the U.S., Neil, obviously we have a lot of sort of big money, big investment tournaments that people travel to and lots of people play in. Um, would you recommend that as a first tournament or do you think it's better to start with something local? I joined a local club in my area and I would definitely
1: start there. If you can get to a local club, that's always better because you're going to build friendships with people that you play with and you're going to get comfortable faster. The problem with big tournaments is... It brings the you know, nervousness up a whole nother notch because the scale and the, the complexity of a large mass event. So I would say go to smaller events in the beginning if you can, and then have that as a goal. Like over the course of my first year, I'm going to go to play a, in a big tournament, but I wouldn't say that's a good first step.
0: Yeah, excellent advice. And, and Neil, I understand that you also have some really good advice because there's little etiquette things that, as adults, we know how to navigate our way as polite people in society, but chess has its own uh, set, of, set of rules and some of them unwritten. So what advice would you give in that regard?
1: It's important, particularly at the resignation stage, to handle that well. Uh, in online chess, it's, it's common to say good game whether you win or lose. But I've seen cases in tournaments where somebody loses, and the other person says "good game," and the person who loses gets really mad and says, "It wasn't a good game. If it was a good game. I would have won." And so you don't want that drama at the end of a game. I think uh, you know the advice I've been given, and the advice you know I follow is when I when I win a game and someone resigns, I just if they offer my, their hand, I shake their hand. I kind of nod. I don't say any words. Uh, let them talk if they want to talk. And if they don't want to talk, then just let let it go. I think that if they seem open to it, uh, win or lose, I would ask for a post-mortem, which is also not usually done online. But usually there's a second room you can go to outside the tournament hall to go play through the game. And you're going to learn as much during the postmortem as you will during the game if if you get the chance. But being humble and gracious in winning and losing is something that lots of people have not mastered in life, and that shows up in tournaments. So I think if you can set a good example, uh, winning or losing in the beginning, you're going to send signals to all of the chess people around you that you're someone they want to play with again.
0: Excellent advice all around. Yeah, and sometimes in the TV shows, um, Queen's Gambit, of course, and even the, uh, the uh, less um, prominent ones, when someone resigns, you'll see them knock the king over to resign. Um, that's fine to do, but it's not strictly necessary. But just make sure your opponent knows what's happening. So if you say, I resign, and you don't knock your king over, say it audibly because otherwise they're going to be worried that you're trying to sneak a draw offer in. And like like Neil said, we don't want any angle shooting. We always want to put our best foot forward and uh, behave the way that we would like others to behave um, when they're resigning against us, which, which will also happen. Um, so excellent advice all around. And um, could you d- define a post-mortem, Neil?
1: Sure. Usually you go into a separate room so you can talk comfortably. And then Both players tend to get out their scorecards and just start playing through the moves from the beginning of the game. And then at different key points, ask each other, you know, what did you think of this move? What did you think of that move? So it's a lot like analyzing your own game like you would do online, except you're doing it in a conversation. And I often ask things like, well, was there any point in which you thought you were way ahead or way behind? And were there any times where you thought I would make different moves? And so understanding and, and, and asking like, well, what was your plan? Were you going for like kingside attack, queenside expansion, like asking a lot of questions, particularly in the beginning and just saying, you know, I'm new at this. I would love to learn from you. Be the student. And most people love to talk and they'll they'll help you understand better how they think about chess. And that's the goal is to get inside the head of your opponent so that you can predict what they're going to do next time.
0: Yeah, and even in the engine age, postmortems for the club player are especially important. Especially, um, it can be hard when you lose. Obviously, we would all prefer to win. Um, it can be hard to be like, all right, the first thing I want to do is, you know, um, uh, learn to love my loss. But it is, it is the best thing to do. And often, if the player you played is a couple hundred points stronger than you, they'll be able to explain ideas uh, in a way that even. 3,500 rated stockfish could not. Um, And plus, as Neil alluded to earlier, you build relationships, which um, with so many kids running around, chess being such a solitary pursuit, um, it's uh, important to do that as well. So Neil, this has been super helpful. We've got 25 seconds. Any last thing to add before our flag falls, as they call it?
1: I would say you're going to blunder. I've hung my queen. It's going to happen. You're going to do it in front of a big audience at an over-the-board tournament, and you just got to let that go and just keep playing because chess is great.
0: Okay, yeah. Excellent advice, Neil. We hope this was helpful. Listeners, please do go play those tournaments. Um, But that's it for now. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Okay, and I am back with my three takeaways from my conversation with Neil Bruce. I feel like it was super helpful even first for a veteran like me. It's good to to think about the the decorum, how you handle yourself and to remember that it's normal to be nervous. Now, my three takeaways from Neil are, number one, focus on the process, not the result. Obviously, that's always true, and it's one of those easier said than done things, but I think it's particularly true for your first tournament just because you're going to be navigating so many new things that you don't want to place... harsh expectations on yourself in terms of how you perform in your very first tournament, which dovetails into the second takeaway from what Neil said, which is commit to playing a few tournaments. Tell yourself, no matter how daunting it ends up, no matter how many pieces I hang, I'm going to do this a few times. And that way, again, it sort of brings down the pressure level and you can try to have fun. Um, Number three, all relate to how you conduct yourself. Um, Look to make friends. Don't be ashamed to ask questions. Most, some chess players, you know, they they could be awkward. Maybe they won't be super helpful, but a lot you'd be surprised. A lot will go out of their way to help you if you express to them that you're new, like Neil said, especially the tournament director. And no matter how upset you are, should you happen to lose a game, try to conduct yourself uh, with, with grace. So... Excellent points from Neil. Neil, there's so much wisdom we could get from you, so I hope to have you back someday. But but for this episode of How to Chess, uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. See you soon.